the boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave driving jerk. And now it's time for expert analysis from the best in the game. This is Be She's Wrestling with Mike Davidson. I'm a former producer of wrestling, and I had to tell people, here's what I need in a promo, here's what I need in a match, and here's why you have to do it. You tried to be cute, you tried to be clever, and you came off undervaluing the guy the promoter is paying thousands of dollars to get into the ring with you. Special guest star, the Mecca, Shane Madison. Madison. Jealousy is something that the Mecca Shane Madison has had to deal with my entire life. It doesn't matter! Because I guarantee that the Mecca will win. And producer Chris. He's just a money-making machine, that guy. As somebody who's featured regularly on their program, I don't think he's going to be able to take enough time away from his other adventures. The guy is a mogul. And now, he, she's wrestling. He, she's wrestling. J.C. Dirksen once used the excuse... I couldn't believe my eyes, he said, when he saw somebody smoking inside a bar and did nothing That's about right. it as a bouncer. I couldn't believe my eyes this past week when Dark's D's C's of the local Rees did such a great, had such great following. People said it was better than our normal shows. What an episode. Nice change. They loved hearing the start of PCW. And I'm to understand one guy contacted the show and said he wanted to have his side because he thinks we were wrong. Sorry. No, we did it. Get your own podcast. Yeah. Write a blog, post on Facebook, go on YouTube. I don't care. You're not, we're not bringing you on to say, to argue petty points because honestly, that show was exactly as memory serves. It's 20 years ago. And there's things that we said in that episode last week where we we're going off memory and stuff that we weren't in the room when it happened. And let, we had no notes for that show. No. We sat and down we and just literally shot the she's that, on B-She's that's Wrestling. That's what B-She'sers do. There's no format. <laughs> okay. Now, there was, an I would say, a night that changed the complexion of local wrestling for, for the ages. And it was Rumble at the Burt. WPW. WPW, October 7th. 7th. Now, I am, I'm saying this, and I don't know because I've never audited all of the books for local wrestling companies, and a lot of wrestling companies don't have books. <laughs> but <laughs> it was the number one grossing independent wrestling show with gate receipts in history. You think they made money? Yes. There's I, other people who think they lost their shirt. There are people who hope they lost their shirt. I, I hope nobody hopes they lost their shirt. So there's people who will say, oh, well, they had so many flights. All of their flights were domestic Canadian, mm-hmm. Western Canada, which on WestJet are not that expensive. Mm-hmm. Their hotels weren't that expensive. Here's what I'll tell you. The ticket price, the low, to, the get-in price was $36. That's the lowest. That was the get-in price to right get on. into the building. Now, there was over 1,000 people in the building. You can't argue that. I was there. I know the way the seating conforms in that building. 1650 is the capacity. The second deck was full where we sat. So what you're you're saying is your records of attendance still stands to this day. Yeah, but they couldn't have (laughs) eaten. They would would have had to jam pack that building (laughs) to to even come close. And by the way, thank you to WPW for taking very good care of us. Thank you. Those seats we had were great. Outstanding. So... I will tell you this, 3600 or sorry, $36 and there was 1000 people in there. Now let's say they let's say they were generous with comps and and comped out 200. 
That's 800 tickets sold at $36. You're talking $30,000 gate. Right there. Their highest paid wrestler would have been under $300. What, they didn't book Pitbull? Well, (laughs) let me tell you, I know the math of of when 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 you're talking about heavy expense, their advertising wasn't probably that expensive. Their venue cost was probably reasonable because I think there was a cooperative. Listen, they may not like that I'm talking about their business, but I think they profited maybe as much as five figures, definitely well over four figures. It was definitely the number one grossing independent event of all time. Mm -hmm. And I will say this very confidently. It will be the number one most profitable event in Winnipeg wrestling in 2023 and the people who are saying oh they lost their shirt is are insane there yeah. was no way with 800 ticket sales and maybe it might have been a thousand but wherever that was between 800 and a thousand ticket sales at 36 dollars a ticket there was no way that show lost money i think the local industry should be really proud of those guys and very happy because that benefits everybody that raises the tide for everybody exactly else. and if you're in the local wrestling scene and you're whispering i think they lost money you're petty and you're jealous and it's because they're doing something you can't do usually. And that's insane. And there's some lessons that can be learned from what those guys pulled off at WPW. There's a lot of good things that they did with that show. There are some areas for improvement, which I have a lot of notes on. All right. We'll talk about that. But overall, outstanding show. I mean, they started right on time. Right on 7. time. 7.05. They had an intermission. They ended at 10.42, which was a little late. But they had a rumble. How are you going to get in? I would have done seven matches. Yeah. Eight was too much. Seven matches with one of them being a rumble would be a better... A better. Yeah. It, it was just a little bit too much. Um, but we'll we'll get into some Let's of the notes. Let's go through it. Let's go through it. So the opening match was AJ Sanchez versus Chad Daniels. Yes. This was a coming out party for Chad Daniels. Mm-hmm. He probably the one of the best matches of his career. You could put that match on any show for any promotion, and I'm talking WWE, AEW. That match was outstanding. Just an absolute pleasure to watch both those guys work. It's exactly what you would want to see if you were going to a WWE event at, yep. at Canada Life Center or a AEW event, and that's the first match you see. That's exactly what you would expect to see. It was not. There was no mistakes. And what did I say to you when we were watching it? I said, remember commencement of cool, Kenny Omega, Mentolo, the first match. You needed a good match to set the tone. That's exactly what that was. Those guys didn't go out there, do anything too crazy. The crowd was with it. It was absolutely perfect. I honestly cannot think of anything that those guys did that needed to be fixed. It was perfect. Sanchez puts over Daniels clean, which now makes Daniels the guy locally. Like he is, that was his coming out party. Like I say, um, well, one that thing, angle will clearly continue. He it's is not, that's such, not one and done. He is such a good heel, Chad Daniels. Yeah. And that's where CWE has to take a look and go. He's miscast as a baby face. The ch- fans are chanting fees, you Daniels. Yeah. And he's not doing anything. It's no cheap heat. It's not like he's yeah. saying it first to prompt them. They just dislike him. Let me tell you this. You left at intermission. Yeah. After the second half. There was still a Fees You Daniels chant. He wasn't even out. <laughs> it was the great. atmosphere yeah. in that building. Unbelievable. And let me say, big show equals new gear. <laughs> AJ yeah. Sanchez with some WPW inspired colors. Yeah. Nice gear. Yeah. Chad Daniels, new gear. 
boys, hats off. That was uh, that was outstanding. The second match was a six man, six person. Uh, inter- they call it trios. It, it's six person. I grew up with six man tags. Mm-hmm. It's a six person tag. There's three on three. Uh, it's not trios. That is not. That is a, a, a what do they call that? A trendy term that I don't like. Um, but it was um, the uh, Michael Richard Blaze yep. and Taryn from accounting. Yep. Who was their partner? Leave. Oh, no, I got it here. Yeah. Uh, this is what happens when you put a, throw together a six man. They, it was a good match. I had a problem with this match. I had many. They did everything conceivable. It was the the group from Chicago, which was called uh, the Freelancers. The Freelancers against the Clandestine Society. Yeah. Um, um, I will tell you right now, they did too much. Uh, hold on, I, I went too long. You, I will bet you, and the WPW office guys are going to laugh as soon as I say this. I know who booked that match. That Eli Muir lookalike, <laughs> Michael Richard Blaze. I guarantee you that guy booked this entire match. This is why you need a producer for your show. That guy is a heel. What the hell is he doing getting all his cool shit in there? He's beating up a woman. There was people behind me, and I don't know if you heard this. They were getting uncomfortable. Yeah. It was not good. It was to the point where people were starting to have a problem with it. So this is a problem for WPW. Is, that was not good. It is a very inclusive environment. They have they have built their entire vibe on being inclusive to the point where you can't just ask you, Wayne Stanton. They even give you yeah. They say <laughs> they say you can't. They warn you before the show there? about fat shaming. Yeah. and all of this. Then you're booking spots where the heel is beating the heck out of the babyface female. And there's a way to do that, right? Like Not that way. Not, not when you're closed fist punching her in the head when she's hung up on the turnbuckle. There's a way where it's like, you know, you get some heat on her, you rip her to the buckle, you go in, she moves. You know, maybe you take an arm drag from her, like stuff like that. She hits you with a hurricane rana, you swing, she ducks. There's you get her with can... one clothesline, knock her senseless, there's... and tag in the girl who beats not the heck out of her. Not even a clothesline. Maybe an atomic drop yeah. or, or something like that, but... When you're putting heat on a woman and that degree of heat, like she took a shit kicking in that from match. him. Yeah, it was not good. The other thing is that team from Chicago, and we mentioned this when we were talking, came up with championship belts. For what? If you memo to the office, if you're going to bring out championship belts, either tell us what they are. And are they on the line? Or are they on the line? Or don't bring them out. Exactly. Couple of marks coming out with belts. Nobody knows what they are. Yeah. You need a Did producer. they make them at home? Brutal. Yeah. Not like, good. Are they the mil- are they self-proclaimed champions? People were asking, like, what is this? What, what I was they- asking are the that. belts on the line? Here's what I'll say about Blaze beating up the girl um, from Chicago is you are doing this to become a heel. Yeah. You are doing this to establish that you were a heel, that there is nothing likable about you. Don't do those fancy moves off the top no, rope. No, you're a heel, Because man. then you're trying to wow the people you're trying to make hate you. Yeah. Not good. But you, you know what he's going to say? He's going to say, oh, man, hey, I took the pin in that one. Doesn't matter. That, but that's what he's going to say. I guarantee that's why he did that. The other thing that they screwed up, he took the pin. Great. The lady should have pinned him. Yeah. The and lady that got the I, she's I added out the of lazy, lady on Facebook. I think it's Laney. Something. I was super impressed with her. She was great. She was I outstanding. Th- I, I thought she was good enough to make it to all elite. Yeah, great fire. Yeah. She looked good. Sold like yep. sold like Ricky Morton. She was excellent. Okay. Third match of the night was James Roth against 
the, the guy, NXT UK guy, Amir Jordan. Yes. That now, guy went apparently way too long. And was heavy on his entrance. Way heavy. So they were heavy in two and three matches, two and three on the night. They went, so what that match needed to be. Six James, minute squash, Roth over. That's it. Yeah. James Roth, this should have been a coming out party for James yep. Roth, the same way it was for Chad Daniels. Yep. But because you're bringing a guy in from outside, he's gonna. they're going to want to get some time in because why are they traveling to just be made to look like a jobber? Fair, but he, he comes from a television environment. They are made to say, hey, man, you're on TV. You got six minutes. Get over. So yeah. he should he should know how to do that. Yeah. So that would yeah. be my argument to that. Uh, I would love to have been a fly on the wall in the back to see how the creative process translates from is there – the writer, who I believe yep. to be Devin, does that go to a producer or an agent, then to the talent? Apparently, AJ was helping out with that. Maybe that's why he was in the first match. Yeah. But AJ's got too much on his plate. AJ needs to focus on in-ring performance. They need somebody in the back to direct traffic. They also need a hard ass in the back. They do. They need somebody that when the match comes back that was not what we asked yep. for, is at the curtain and says, I just want to know why. Yeah, apparently you, why you did this five yeah. why you're five minutes heavy why this doesn't look anything like you yeah. it was explained to you where did we go wrong yeah apparently somebody and i won't say who we can probably figure it out was really upset with this match with roth and rightfully so because i mean the guy just went into business for himself essentially and it was too long like listen we know you're a quote-unquote star you're a hot one shot the, they're bringing in but yeah. roth is the guy one of the problems with that is roth um is new or younger and new to the business and probably didn't assert himself yep. properly to protect himself. Yep. Uh, fourth match, red hot summer against two twins from BC. The mm -hmm. Voros twins. Voros twins. Yep. Um, TikTok stars. So I think red hot summer have a great intro. I think the people were really behind them at the start of this mm -hmm. match. One thing it jumped out at me in the six man and it jumped out again at me in the tag match. And that venue really exasperated it. If you're going to run a show in front of a thousand people yeah. and so many of them are seeing your product for the first or second time, use an 18 foot ring. Even if you got to invest in one, the 16 foot ring really becomes a problem because all of every seat in that building is either where you were, Chris, yeah. on the bottom looking up at a at a stark angle upwards or where we yeah. were perfect yeah. looking down and yeah. you can see and I heard people saying, that's a small ring, mm -hmm. right? Because he all, can reach to make the tag. Or yes. Yeah. You, you, and yeah. you really notice it in tags and six mans. You also notice it in high flying matches. Yeah. When the guys, everything they do is like right on top of each other that mm -hmm. it looks clumsy. Mm -hmm. And I noticed it in this match. So if you're going to do huge events, you got to get an 18 foot ring. Mm -hmm. And it makes a world of difference. It's, it's a completely different Would, surface. Do you think it becomes more stark with a bigger venue? I think so. I think the venue, the nature of the way the walker's seating was. Yeah. Where if you're... The walker? You mean the bird? The, the bird, bird, sorry. Yeah. It used to be the walker. It used to be the walker, yeah. So if you were sitting on the ground looking up sharply, you would notice. Yeah. Like, it's a... You, you probably hurt your neck. You were so close and well, had to look it, up. It wasn't quite that... Wasn't, wasn't quite that bad, but you were looking up quite a bit. And I was with somebody who's not in the business at all. And they said, is that the normal size ring? And I said, yeah. no, that's a 16. And I said, it's a... It's normal it's a bit, for a local. It's a bit smaller of an indie... Like, it's a normal indie ring. Mm -hmm. But I, I told... Like, I told yeah. him, I was like, I prefer personally the 18. Yeah. yeah. But from, from our vantage point, yeah. where you can easily see the footwork, yeah. you can tell... It's when you can see the footwork well, 
So most indie shows, it works because it's flat surface. Eight rows back, you can't really, you're not going to pay attention as much to the footwork right. because of your perception. So I'll tell you something that independent wrestling promoters do wrong. Sorry to sidetrack. No, waiver. Is when they're producing TV, they almost always shoot at an angle upwards inadvertently. They don't understand. And Ken Playtink and Big Day Media, when they did WFX, they used to say, we want to be about five feet higher than the ring. And I was like, doesn't that make the talent look shorter? And he said, no, it gives you more of a professional sports broadcast quality. Just like hockey game. Yes. You're shoot just like football. You're yep. shooting at a certain angle. He said, that's the way WWE does it. That's also the way AEW does it. If you shoot ground level straight on, and Scott Carnegie is going to feed, feed, give us feedback on what I'm about to say. If you shoot it right on, it, it takes away because you're shooting through the ropes directly. Yeah, you're not right. shooting over the ropes. And you'll miss a lot of stuff. So it's same thing. It's the same perception because you have people sitting at a higher level in that second level and people sitting low, they would notice the ring as an issue. But yep. what did you think of the tag match? Um, the tag match, a couple things. One, like I noticed this in most of the tag matches. Again, it's the typical AEW formula where tags don't matter. Guys are in the ring. The ref's standing around there. Oh, yes. Not in for He has no authority. Yep. So that's not a good situation. The other thing is, is with those Voros twins, you guys are twins. Identical. Have you, have you ever watched the Killer Bees or the Bella Twins? Ooh, yeah. Killer do some Bees weren't even twins. Do some twin <laughs> stuff, guys. Do some twin stuff. That Again, a producer yeah. would be able to say, do some twin stuff. Yeah, do they some did, switches. They did zero. None. They did no, no twin stuff. So yeah. that was one thing. And the other thing, Red Hot Summer, I love those guys. Great guys. I love Bentley. I love Sammy Peppers. I love their intro. I love their music. I like watching them work. The match was clunky to me. Yeah. It didn't flow. But Red Hot Summer, um, you guys kind of, they kind of do like a, and I know they both listen, they kind of do like a like a summertime kind of a vibe. They got to dress that up a little bit, right? Get maybe like, get a little bit of a tan or look more like a surfer or something like that, right? Yeah. Their crowd work is amazing. It's great. But like, they need to work on the presentation. What is Red Hot Summer? I think like, a beach and I think like guy on a surfboard or I think of like a, you yeah. know, something like that. So I think the aesthetics or the presentation of that gimmick can use a little bit of improvement. Uh, what I saw was that my understanding is, is that their time may have been cut. I shouldn't say that because how do I know that? But somebody tipped me off. Their time got cut. So they were rushing to get the stuff in as opposed to dropping stuff, which you should, if your time gets cut, drop stuff. Yep. Do not think, Hey, I'm going to cram it all in. We're not paid by the hour boys. Yeah, exactly. You're paid by the story, not by, not by anything else. Um, and the other thing I noticed, they badly would have benefited from an 18 foot ring so that they mm. can, they won't look clunky. You, it's amazing in tags how, when you, Everything you do, when you have more room, yep. you're less clumsy. Yep. It's a guarantee. Um, but that was, that's unfortunately for them, the second time this year I saw them where their style didn't match who they faced. Yep. I also thought that when they wrestled the Billington Bulldogs. Yeah, the finish kind of fell off a cliff. It didn't, yeah. it didn't, yeah. it was something, just kind of a weird. Something a little off, uh, but the people were with them. Yep. And yep. they're great tag team champions. Yes. But the problem is you can't keep bringing outside tag teams to feed them. You got to give them, you got to create a, a team yeah. of guy of guys that seem unbeatable because they're baby faces. You got to give them either two big guys to face off against or two guys that are mean or something like two really like in a perfect world, 
get Donnie DiCaprio and, and Shane Madison and team them up as two thirds of MVP. So you can say, Oh, these guys can't, you know, back in the early two thousands, they couldn't be beat as a heel tag team. Two guys who can talk and make it seem like as a heel tag team, they're, they're going to take There's the a threat to the title. Yes. But just importing talent to face them in a tag match is not going, you're not winning them any credibility because people know, okay, there's anybody who follows it knows there's not much of a risk and it makes the story a little less valuable. So that's just my take. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of thought that there wasn't enough of the cl- sort of the classic tag team stalwart things. You know, there wasn't enough cutting off the ring. There wasn't, you know, to put the guys in jeopardy. That's because they were rushing. Ex- exactly. I, so I, I would like to see more of that where they, it seemed like they're in a little more jeopardy. And it seemed like the Voros twins were doing their, they could do their flippy shit if they cut off the ring. Yeah, but I don't think the Voros twins are heels either. No, there was no no yeah, defined yeah. heels. But they are... Which is okay. But they, they just, had to be heels. Just their look, though. Yeah. You want to boo those guys, yeah. right? But again, like, if you had a producer who said, like, hey, guys, you got 10 minutes. What do you have in mind? Listen to your ideas. Hey, maybe you should try something. Like, like, Especially you know I mean? if AJ's producing. He is a tag team master. But he can't... But, again, but I he, love well, so how's he going to do eight matches as exactly. a Exactly. He's got so much on his plate. And again... The more he focuses on agenting stuff, the less he can focus on what really matters is his in-ring performance. Yeah. So, uh, um, then was intermission? Or no, then there was the, the fe- ladies' match. Yeah, how was that? Uh, it, that there was, was a lot of which ladies' match was that? Stuff. Lufisto, oh, yes. and uh, Jody Threat. Yeah, dream match. Like again, there was a lot of outside stuff. They're outside for probably four minutes. Alfonso was probably just trying to like he's doing that. Come on, guys, get in the ring. But like, there's like people behind me going like. Like, ref, get some control. They've been outside for like five minutes. Like, I'm very, uh, I'm listening to what's going on. Like, I watch a wrestling show in a lot different manner than other people. I'm not just watching the ring. I'm looking at the ambiance. I'm watching the crowd. How are the people buying it? They were getting angry because they were outside the ring for so long. And you can do outside the ring stuff, but it's so simple. Just break the count. Yes. Just roll in. It's so, like, it's Yeah, but don't do it prolonged. Especially this was long, like excessive. Yeah, not like, not quite that long, but you can angle, do a longer spot. If there's an angle that like why like okay, if I'm seeing Bruiser Brody and Abdullah the Butcher, okay, they're gonna go all over the building. If I'm seeing Leatherface, I'm gonna expect that Terry Funk in his in his heyday. But when you're seeing two people who you're not the fans weren't familiar with any of the talent. Well this, jo- Jody Threat they were. Well, yes, I guess the the WPW hardcores that come yeah. to every show, but the 300 fans or 400 yeah. fans that were sampling this for the first time, yeah. they don't understand it. Luffy still looked good. Yeah. yeah. I thought she looked good, but again, like there's too much cheating. Who won that match? Uh, Jody threat. Jody still, still, still WPW champion. woman's champion. Yeah. But there was too much cheating, like getting hit with like bottles and like cups and stuff like, and poor referee Alfonso's got to sit, stand there like looking like he's got zero authority. Yeah. So it's just, it doesn't make your authoritative person in the ring the only normal guy in this environment it makes him look foolish yep. what so, was next uh what was next was that the battle royal coming out of the intermission was that what that was i yeah. believe that's what it was yeah. so the battle royal um the the uh rumble i guess the rumble at the burt it was a rumble style so how many guys 15 men every 90 seconds won by the uh, the two guys that started, Zicky Dice and Mojabari. The two guys left at the end, Mojabari, Zicky Dice. Mojabari won, faces the champion at the sold-out December 1st show. Sold out in two hours, Two hours. tickets. Yep. yep. Um, I will say, in my opinion, the Rumble was fun. Um, I would have put over Zicky Dice. 
maybe it was a scheduling thing. Um, maybe he couldn't make December 1st, but there's that guy had that guy. His showmanship was on another level. He's a star. People loved him. I think the champion, which we'll get to, we don't want to spoil it yet. The champion who will be defending the title against Mojabari. I don't think anybody thinks the champion is in any sort of jeopardy facing Mojabari. That's a good way to hurt a champion's title reign when right. the first match is a throwaway. But. Yeah, so I would have put over Zicky Dice. Maybe Zicky Dice couldn't have made it. I don't know. But uh, I thought it was okay. One funny spot in there. There's a couple interesting things I saw. So Chad, uh, not Chad, um, Scott Ripley came out and tried to bribe everybody yeah. with $100 bills to jump over the top rope. Just a note, it looks a little better if you're going to bribe somebody with $1,000 because it makes it like, yeah, we don't want, shouldn't the prize money be more than a hundred dollars, right? Like we don't want people like, listen at local wrestling newsflash, no one's making a million dollars here, but at least let's create a bit of a, like it's could like, it be hey, that it's hard to find? How do you hand one the people a one thousand dollar bill? They're not real bills, right? But you could have said, "Hey, for a thousand dollars," but for a hundred bucks, it just makes it look like yeah. I don't know. Did I, anyone jump over the top rope? No, he got shit canned right away. It would have been much. good if there had been one guy in there that took the hundred and yeah. went. Like, okay, good, done and, deal. And then I will say, um, fresh Phil <laughs> from YT. Yeah, I so I was doing some research on like where like. I went on his Instagram. What's up with this guy? I asked around Southern Ontario. People don't even know who this guy is. They don't even remember him from YTV. Now, did he get a pop? He got a bit of a pop. Okay. But he was terrible. Yeah. I was I was worried that you were going to put him over for a oh, second. But I no. I was not a fan. He got, no. a, he got a good pop. He got a good pop. Let's be honest. He got a really good pop. And everything he did in there, he got good pops. But what he did was not good. Yeah. And I understand, like, there's like... WCW bringing in Jay Leno or, or you know, like, you know, all these You're kind being of... very kind to this guy comparing him to Jay Leno. But what I'm saying is I understand the thought process if they sold a few extra tickets. Or based got on some this, media based yeah, on it. I understand that. He wasn't really protected very well. I thought he was put in positions where he wasn't able to execute very well. Um, he was in over his head for sure. He didn't. He wasn't in there long. Um, I didn't know who he is. You didn't know who he was. Friend of the show, Adam West, didn't know who he was. So there was people that didn't know who he was. He just looked like an aging kind of guy. He was 100% for like the millennials. And, I guess. And the, the elder millennials yeah. and stuff like that. Like I I, peri- I I peripherally knew what he was. Yeah. So, But the, the people next to me, they're all very excited for him. So I yeah. think he did what he was supposed to do in terms of like making people excited. Sure. Yeah. But so, there's a way to protect him yeah. where he looks better than he is so have, that have wasn't him, done have so him mo- pay off kevin o'doyle so mojabari <laughs> wins it yes and it's how would you rank it as a as a rumble like on a like one to ten yeah i'd give it like an eight and a half that's a great rumble yep. then. yeah because yep. so many ru- so especially on a local yep. level i was so many rumbles get not not a good grade. it was what they needed coming out of intermission yeah i thought okay. it was i thought it was well done and then they did saliza sparks yes against um who was her opponent now uh, Ava Lawless. Ava, Ava Lawless, Lawless, yeah. And it was kind of flat. Yeah. I, it was just in the popcorn spot, right? It wasn't, It there wasn't a lot of heat. And listen, I can watch Silesia Sparks run around the yeah. ring in those little pants all night long. Yeah. You know, Let me so. tell you, though, you are really nuts as a wrestling booker promoter on an indie show, putting three matches on a heavy card, three ladies matches on a heavy card. Nope. 
<laughs> nope. Law of diminishing returns. Yeah. You, you, by the time you, I, if I was Ava Lawless and Silesia, I would have been frustrated that I have to follow Lufisto and Jody threats. Yeah. And then the two girls in the six man who the one did all the bumping and selling. Yeah. So how were you thinking that the third match involving women was going to be strong enough? Yeah. Like that's in a three hour raw, you might get by with three women's segments, but you are really pushing a rock up a mountain. But anytime, anytime I get to watch Silesia in the ring, I'll take it. Yeah. How was that match? I'll I'll give it a 10 out of 10 just because (laughs) Silesia is there. And then the main event, the main event, Tyler Colton versus um, WPW champion, Bobby Shank for the title. Sweet Bobby Shank. Now I said going in that they should wait until they got to the venue and see how Bobby Shank got over. Yep to see if they should keep that strap on him. Yep. I also have to say, the office had to have been frustrated with Bobby Schenck for the way they laid out the booking. We were sitting right in front of his parents. If you, His whole family was in the crowd. Wow. If you have a hit heavyweight champion baby face, and if he gets attacked in the contract negoti- or the contract signing, yep. and if the heel steals the belt... Yes. The babyface had better win that match. Yes. Because you have killed him, setting up for him to come back like Rocky. Yep. Or you have de-elevated him to the point where he he is ice cold after that. Yep. You, and the only thing I can think, and I don't know. Yep. Yeah, I would do something like this back in my day as a booker. If you had my title and you did a job on another independent local show, you better believe I'm going to DL, I'm going to get that belt off you as fast as possible. Yeah. I wonder if there was something there where they were like, okay, Bob, Tyler Colton is going to be our guy. He doesn't work other local shows. Bobby Shink works all the local shows and doesn't say no to doing business. Okay, we got to do this so that Tyler Colton's very strong after it. But yeah. boy, Bobby Shink is very weakened yeah. by what they came up with. I will, I will say for that match, I thought it was slow and plodding. I didn't think it had the fire. I think Bobby Shink got really beat up and abused prior to this. He should have come out there, bell rings. Fighting for his life. Just beating the crap out of him. And listen, maybe you start the match, you take one sip of the syrup, and then you put the syrup away. But he's like feeding to the corner, trying to grab the syrup. Man, this is for the championship that you got stolen from. You got put through a table. You got bitch slapped. You know you're doing a job. He should have came out house of fire. Like it should have been way more intense. I thought it was too slow, too plodding. Um, I think the comedy stuff with the syrup, put that away for this Exactly. That's a match where he should have brought the syrup to ringside. Yes. Threw it to the guy to take it to the back and then fired up. Exactly. I mean business. Yeah. And he didn't do that. But again, unless producer. Unless he got somebody like that's just this is just me watching their YouTube yeah. stuff. This is what I'm coming away with. Yeah. Um, Once the booker says, okay, this is where the direction is, there has to be a creative process of, okay, how are, when when Tyler Colton becomes the new champion, yeah. where is Bobby Shank at the end of the story? And that's where a producer comes in and says, okay, well, we got to make sure Bobby is strong. Because he needs to go and into Bobby this. And Bobby has to be thinking, I want to make sure I'm strong. Yep. And so now the story is going to be, where does Bobby go from here? I will tell you, to compare it to local standards, we built you and Chi-Chi Cruz up for the first ever PCW title in a game seven of a best of seven. And I was up three nothing. nothing and then Chi-Chi comes back. Yep. 
either way we went, both of you could end strong because the way the story had been told, yep. but unselfishly and always in the, in the climax of an angle you were in, you're putting the other guy over. Yep. Cheech is going to be strong, but we made sure you had somewhere to go after. Which turned into the alcoholic depression thing, depression. which was... Yep. Yeah, like accident, but yeah, it went. turned you baby face. Holy cow, it was on fire. So it was my favorite. Yeah, yeah it was where great. are we at for time, producer Chris? Thirty-one minutes, my friend. Oh, overall, hey, like, look, great show. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, uh, Zach gave it ten out of ten. I was there for the first four matches. It's Thanksgiving weekend. I got a lot on my plate. I loved it, uh, yeah. but again, WPW more than any local wrestling show I've ever seen mm-hmm. is built by the fans. The fan energy and the fan the the the, the feeling in the building yeah and i've seen it now four times yeah is what made that an event it seems like a big deal when you walk in there you smell the popcorn you see the merchandise sand you see the people selling gimmicks right it's and you see people i ran into my one of my best friends yeah. jason didn't even know he was going to be there i didn't even know he's with his daughter i go what are you doing here he goes we love wrestling yeah so it's like and these people are not your typical local fans. Yeah. So I'm going to say something that local wrestlers might take offense to, but most local wrestlers, they don't have a good network. No. Some of them are losers. Let's call it the way it is. They need promoters <laughs> that right? market. Right. And these guys clearly have a wide network. They can cast a wide net, get a lot of different people that wouldn't normally come to a wrestling show. To sample it. There, yeah. Sean Brown knew two women from a gym. And he who ditched did, us for didn't them. even know any wrestlers yeah. and just wanted to check it out because yeah. they saw a two for one by, by uh Canada life center or like yep. true North and they bought it to sample it. Yep. Two women. Yep. It was weird. And that's what you want. So kudos to them for figuring out what their demographic is, who their target audience is. Maybe it's the hosts. Maybe they're looking at that all inclusive type of, if they're going to focus on all-inclusive, never have a man beat the hell out of a woman in the match again. Yeah, yeah. That was, that it was, was uncom- risky. It was uncomfortable. Risky. But they've done a good job not just going to the well with your typical wrestling fans. Yeah. They found new people. We'll see if they can continue And unlike other promoters, and, and they're going to know who I'm talking about when I say it, they're not sitting there sending Facebook messages canvassing to get people. Hey, are you buying? Can I, let's connect to sell you a ticket. Yeah, they don't do that. They don't yeah. need to do it. They've got the following. They've got the loyal follower, yeah. and they just put the tickets out there and and create yep. the momentum organically. A lot of people can learn a lot of good things from what WPW is doing as far as the presentation of their show. However, WPW can learn yeah. uh, from some of the things how to get we, better that we've talked about. And the reason why we kind of broke down the show match by match is because they had that is the best show that has happened this year. Oh yeah. So there's a lot of good lessons that can be learned, not only by WPW, but from the other people who you've either watched the show, heard about the show, or know about the show. That's a $30,000 gate. Yep. That's got to be one of the best in Canada this year. Yep. So They should be very proud. They should be Absolutely. proud. Fans who went should be proud that yep. they created this movement. And their fans created October yes. to the BERT. The fans created this movement. People say you and I are out of touch. I love it when I hear this. I, I've, I've, there's people that I've been communicating with that. I'm that, still out of touch. Yeah, but they, it's a joke. They don't <laughs> actually think that. But anyway, they know well, I like Cody, though, right? Uh, I think I, I think they know you love Cody. Okay, the, you, they love at you the love end Coast, of the sure. at the end of this event. 
they WPW is a new way of presenting wrestling, and there's one in every market. Yep. Top talent in Edmonton, yep. Love Pro in Edmonton. There's a Dungeon in Calgary. There's although in, there's a change in 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 BC with All Star Wrestling's kind of got the momentum. First wrestling in Minnesota. It's it, there's a certain way it's being yep. done. And guys like you and me, guys like Danny, yep. we got to change with the times. And you know what's funny? It's funny you say that because I was talking to somebody at Impact Wrestling about WPW. Because obviously some Impact talent works at WPW. And they thought it was very important to have a promotion like this with, let's call it what it is. These guys were fans. Yep. And they know what they liked on local shows and they know what they didn't like. So they put their money where their mouth is and they, they've created this winnipeg pro wrestling show phenomenon and it's great yeah and everybody's enjoying it i enjoy it you enjoy it oh yeah everybody i've talked to has enjoyed it so i think fresh set of eyes not your typical old carny wrestling promoter yeah it's a new way of thinking a new way of presentation and it's and it's great yeah and you know what i would love to see um and we're going long i know i will say this they we're did going a, long but it's worth they it. did a thousand people without a big name yep no matt cordona no Jock Rougeau, no Ultimo Dragon, no really big, hey, we're hitching our wagon to this guy. But it now means that guys like you and me mm-hmm. or Danny or guy, they, the guys that say, hey, 10 years ago or 15 years ago, 20 years ago, it was this way. Now, one of th- those people from that era have to step up. And it's like if our our vision against your vision now, if you don't up your game, yeah, it looks like the new vision is the way to go. You have to be open to exploring new visions. Yes, and that's and if you don't evolve, you yeah. get left behind. Absolutely. Uh, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk. We're going to wrap up with talking about other local wrestling, and then we're going to talk about WWE and AEW and a lot of craziness going on there. This episode of Be She's Wrestling is powered by First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in-person collectible store, where you'll find the coolest sports cards, autographs from your favorites, and of course, wrestling collectibles galore. As a loyal Bees She's Wrestling listener, you can get a discount on your purchase using the code Bees She's. That code is B-E-E-Z. S-H-E-E-Z, one word, to get 10% off. Visit the store online, firstrow.ca, or instead of click and order, go brick and mortar. Meet the guys at First Row in person, 1835 Main Street, Winnipeg, Manitoba. First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in-person collectible store. I want you to take a 10 seconds to listen to this promo. You know what, Adam Knight? I used to be a fan of yours till you slapped me and you did not accept my handshake. You know what? You can take the 204 title and shove it up your ass. Congratulations to Adam Knight. You are the new Primo's Wrestling 204 champion. But let's talk something important here. Mm-hmm. Adam Knight has never cut a YouTube promo better than the victim, Sheldon, who just cut that promo for B. She's Wrestling, and he was good. You know what? Ten seconds, he rushed it, but here was what he accomplished in that ten-second promo. He talked about Adam Knight direct. He was genuine. Mm -hmm. I believe he believed what he said, Yep. 
And when he put the emphasis on shove that belt up your ass, he, <laughs> that was a good promo. Short, but good. Who, what, why? Yeah. Adam Knight, when you cut a promo, you need to have some emotion in your voice. You can tell that Sheldon still carries a grudge because you slapped him when you shouldn't have slapped him. <laughs> and, and that was a good promo. Now. We missed out on a marketing opportunity there. If Primo's just took our money, we would be the sponsor of the new 204 Do you champion. know that nobody, not one of those wrestlers got sponsored? Nobody? And Shoshana was the person I emailed, the yep. wife of Player One, yep. and she never got back to us. We wanted to give them money. Well, you think she's going to get back to us now? No. <laughs> no. We will never be allowed to sponsor Primo's. I might, I might have to... I may have to start a wrestling company just so I can spend my money on sponsoring wrestlers. That's what it's coming to. Don't worry, I'm not. What are we up, what are we up to? Yeah. 5%. 5%? 5%? Up from oh, one. Jeez. Oh, wow. Okay, so 5% in Mike Davidson, that's like 15%? No. No? no you're up to okay, five. so you had a promo on yes. YouTube building up a match for the the, the Rumble to Remember. Rumble to Remember, CWE, November the 17th. And yeah. I watched that promo. And I thought it was effective Yep. in that you're in a match with 50 other guys, 49 other guys, and you managed to put over a lot of them. And you said what you were hoping for and who you were working for and what you were striving to accomplish. Great promo, my well, here, friend. Here's the thing. I have to look at it realistically. A lot of people, I haven't been around in the ring for a long time. They might not know who I am. So I need to re-educate them. I need to talk about who I am, why I'm there, when the show is, what's the name of the show, what kind of match it is, what's at stake, and what I'm going to do. That's what my and intention was. And try to was. keep it under four minutes. Right. And this was a minute and 20, I think it was. Perfect. And you know what? I'm going to do. I'm going to try and do a promo every week. I'm going to Dallas this week. I'll maybe do one in Dallas. You should. I will. Yeah. I think I will. So I have friends in Dallas. Do you? Yeah. Maybe Not J.R. Ewing. I might be going to a Texas Rangers game. You keep making references to that show that I don't think anybody's going to understand. I, Nobody made, follows Dallas? I think. Well, the new Dallas, I guess. No? But I don't think so. Classic. Anyway. Yeah, classic. yeah. Let's go back to Primos. Primos. Big show. Flipping the script Sold October 1st. out. Congratulations. New booker, Billy Blaze, puts over Adam Knight. Adam Knight backdoors himself back to credibility, wins a title. <laughs> Just like you said. Oh. I'm not going to say bad things about them, but I do understand Graham Keem was in the crowd at Winnipeg Pro. He was sitting kind of behind us a little bit. I wonder if he had a notepad. I wonder if he was there picking up ideas on what he needs to do to make his company better. He is a very distant third because he lost all momentum this year with bad decisions on his own part. Despite the fact, and I wasn't at the Flipping the Script show on October 1st. Pleasing the, the screes. Please the screes. AJ Sanchez... And Trent Seven apparently had an amazing match. It's on YouTube. Standing match. Uh, I've heard. I can't remember how many people I've heard that from. But I mean, would you expect anything else from those two? They had under a hundred people. How many people called you about this? I had a few. Ten percent so, of the somebody audience. Somebody sent me a link to the match. I, I did. Okay, I haven't watched it yet. But um, <laughs> Mental and Flip Gordon, I heard was really good. Yes, I heard that was a, a close second to the AJ Trent Seven match. But I also heard heavy comps for that show. I heard. Big How Cliff? many comps can you have in a 75-seat venue? Well, I heard Big Cliff and Billy Blaze, a lot of times they bring their extended family. So I heard that there was a lot of comps. Okay, so what a promoter needs to do is say, okay, guys, you all get two comps. Yeah. And if you need more, you got to pay, I'll give you a discount. Because mm -hmm. you got to get dollars on, especially when you're running a venue that has under 100 capacity. Yeah. Uh, what else do you hear? That's all I heard about that show. I mean... Okay, I can tell you that Tony Candelo... 
Yep. Told me it was a, he thought it was a good show. I think he said only one wrestler got hurt. Who was that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't elaborate. He Tony Candell's coming back with a show November yes, 17th. Yes. Yep. He said it was poorly lit. Uh, yeah. He, he said he, he couldn't see the action, which was a drawback, mm-hmm. but he said it was 75 people and he said it was loud. Yep. Uh, he thought it was good. Good. Um, I heard it went late, like to 11 o'clock Sunday on a Sunday night, night with <laughs> kids. That's not good. One thing that you got to think about, if you're a promoter, you're running 75, 100 seat capacity, do not book two names in. In fact, if you need to book a name in to fill a 100 seat venue, you're in the wrong business. Uh, you need to have a bigger, better venue. That's one of the things that promoters have to know. You need to get the best venue you can get. Did they make money on that show? Ah. How do you make money on a show? I don't. With two I, names I never saw the seventy five. I people. never saw the I books. Know. I don't know if there was a sponsor that maybe kicked in a thousand or two thousand that maybe covered two airfares. Mm-hmm. There is a way that you might have been able to do it, but probably not. It's so funny whenever these shows happen. Like people call me and be like, "Oh, this person they must have lost their shirt." Or this yeah, person. that's like, what, that's what, every show. Like if if a primo show, if a CWE show, if a WPW show, so there's always somebody calling me. And I'm like, "Oh, okay, well, yeah, I, like, I don't know. It's not like, my money. I don't care. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know." But, but I will say this: I talked to a veteran <laughs> talent who was supposed to be booked, and he got dicked around so bad by the promoter and the and the office yep. that. It doesn't, it, you are a company that badly needs credibility. And this guy's been doing it for 20 years. Mm. Treat him a little bit better than that. And you didn't, that's on you. And I don't want to say the guy's name. Cause he, he told me, I don't think he said, Hey, go put it on your podcast. Is he going to be working at that at there anymore? Not after, not, not the way he was treated. Probably okay. not. Um, but anyway, uh, that's primos. You need a, the na- their next show is a broken head. So Primo's, here's what they have to focus on in November and December of this year. You look at January as a fresh slate. Get a venue you can be proud of. If you're going to invest and you're going to lose money. But what would that be for them? Like well, what's out there? you got to look at a 300 seat venue. You, and, and hold on. I, I will say, I was talking to Adam West about this and I'm sorry to no interrupt. Um, we were talking about this and I mentioned this. I mentioned it to Danny too. And we were talking about venues, right? And I said to Danny straight up. I said, you know what? The Burt, sexy venue. Yeah. Holy Cross Gymnasium, not a sexy venue. No, neither is the, the Holy Eucharist. The museum, sexy venue. Yeah. Holy Eucharist, not a sexy venue. Yeah. West End Cultural Center, sexy venue. Uh, Red Red River Fair, not a sexy venue. I so think, again, presentation yeah, I think Primo's thought there was a presentation value at the Pyramid. Um, what I would say about where they could do a 300 seat venue. Hmm. There's that indoor volleyball facility. That's just outside the perimeter on Henderson highway. It's way out there, but if you, your fans drive, that might be something where bus route. Yeah. Well, I don't think there is. See that that's the issue (laughs) that could hurt you, but you could do a beach themed show there that would look kind of neat and cool. And it's fully licensed. Mm -hmm. Um, There's the Canada in, uh, venues at Silverado's that Danny ran, uh, which was Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah. Cowboys is tough because I know the manager and he's not a fan of re- like wrestling shows, mm-hmm. non drinking wrestling wrestling crowds. It's not worth him to staff it. He told me, which is hilarious because if you go to the WPW show and there everyone's drinking. drinking. Yeah. yeah, 
it's a it's, different it's vibe. It's unbelievable. Um, I think Primo's has only got up to go, though, which puts them in a good position in a way because they can only get better from here. Yeah. They can yeah. Only- as long as they're going to be resilient, they decide they're going to run even if they're losing or whatever, yes. I, I, I think you guys can do it. I'm, I'm putting my and support CWE, in I think, is set. They're going to sell out the Rumble big time. Oh, yeah. Yes. And, he, and Danny is, interestingly enough, really going to focus on Steinbeck now. Because he's got a beautiful venue in Steinbeck yep. called the Pat Porter Center that he's running his anniversary uh, show there. And his anniversary tour, I guarantee you, if Ultimo is the name at the Rumble, whoever he's going to get an anniversary is always bigger than the name at the Rumble. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be interesting. And he's getting back into mega tours. Now, I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you something because I don't want to seem like, oh, I'm pro WPW because I'm not. What WPW does in Winnipeg, Danny could never do. But... Danny makes a healthy living in the business. And what Danny and CWE do, WPW could never do. Yep. And that's his Canadian touring. Yep. Right? So it's an interesting, one of them is focused on the economics of running a whole lot of wrestling shows in order to get more tickets sold, to sell more merchandise, to make more money. Mm-hmm. The other one is qual- is quality production or, or really focusing on production and wowing the fan base they're building in one market. Yep. Danny's venue or Danny Danny's vision is to build 15 or 20 markets. Yep. There's a health to that. Now, if Danny was to take all of his profits from touring and say, I'm going to win the war in Winnipeg, which he doesn't treat it like a war, yep. but he has the revenues to then reinvest. It'll be interesting to see if that's what he does in 2024. But I think also Danny's smart enough to learn some lessons from some of the other promotions and because... You know, I I think he's probably looking at it and being, hmm, how are ways we can implement some of those ideas into what we do? So yep. I think that's I think that's key. He's very good at taking what's good and leaving what's not. All yep. right, we're gonna come back and talk about big league wrestling and WWE and AEW and CM Punk. Extra break this week. I love it. Chris. Producer Chris is getting hot. He hates when we do an extra break, but we have to do it. This is Wayne Stanton from episode six of the Total Bees She's Show. If you're not listening to this podcast, I think you're a coward. We talk local wrestling, and I forgot to mention there's going to be a new kid coming out. Oh, yes. New promotion talking about starting up in January, and that's all I'm going to say. Sorry. Geese Bees. Yeah. <laughs> Geese Bees Championship Wrestling. And uh, yeah, best of luck. I hope it comes through for you. Um, WWE has won the war with AEW, and you can thank Tony Khan for that. Tony Khan, hey, I told you how to book Edge. Oh, If God. you're going to get Edge, Adam Copeland, yep. and the first thing you do is, oh, we're going to put him in a program with Christian, guess what? Nobody was surprised by that. Nobody cares. But if you had had Adam Copeland walk out, go face-to-face with MJF, you might have been able to resurrect a very cold world champion in MJF. Yeah. And you might have been able to have Edge mean something on his debut. This is disaster for all elite wrestling. And I mean disaster. And then did you watch that match with Luchasaurus? It was not strong. Oh. Like it was just Luchasaurus yeah. was throwing him around. And I get Edge. He's he's very good with the psychology. And I get what they were trying to do. But man, you got to come out there and give people something to cheer for. Like, Edge is debuting. He's got to go face-to-face 
with MJF, something that he's never done, yep. and he has to go after the All Elite Championship. If you don't do that now, when you finally do get around to it, Edge is cold as ice, and so is MJF. And they could have done like a tease where like he walks by Christian in the hallway, and they just kind of do a little glance or something like that. Yes. Putting them immediately in a program is exactly what everybody expected, and it's yep. exactly what nobody wanted. And he hasn't moved the numbers at all. No. Well, the only the numbers are moving down, not up. Yeah, but let's talk about AEW versus NXT. Ugh. 910 to 635 or yeah, something so like that. AEW was already going to lose numbers because they weren't on their regular time slot on yeah. the regular night. Yeah, that's it's not already, a fair comparison for sure. And so then they try to hype the show and Tony's all over Twitter. Did you already said about Cena and Undertaker? Yeah, he's he, spinning it as basically that's the first time Cena or Undertaker have been on a show that was under a million uh, views or something like that. Like that's his like justification. Yeah, Shawn Michaels is not going to win Booker of the Year because of that. That's it was his quote. Like, <laughs> like just Tony, shut up. Just focus on you your product. Come across as a sniveling teenage loser. Yeah, the way that has a very thin skin. Ob- observations from that Wednesday night or Tuesday night head to head. AEW I thought was boring, wrestling heavy, was not very inspiring. Kind of a boring show. AE or NXT one. It's a better show anyways on a, just a regular night when they brought out John Cena and The Undertaker and all these other... Your boy others. Cody. Cody, when they had all these people coming out. What I noticed about it is, one, it was a better show as it is most weeks anyways. But two, and this is something that people don't understand, having those main event talents there, the guys there, the Carmelo Hayes, the Braun Breaker, those guys up their game Everybody ups their game. So, yeah, they say, oh, they're loading up NXT to bury Dynamite. Okay, maybe they are. People are clearly paying attention to the ratings. Otherwise, they wouldn't do that. But the other spinoff byproduct of that is the guys there get the rub and get to see what it is like to be, oh, I know I get why that guy's a main event guy on the main roster at in WrestleMania. That's what I got to do. And you could see the light go off. Kiana James... Ron Breaker, Carmelo Hayes. You saw it time and time and time again. They upped their game, which was good to see. Two points. One, if you are going from your night Wednesday to our night Tuesday, of course I'm going to load the line up against you. I want to make sure I win on my time slot. Yeah. There's no controversy there. Yeah. That's And Dave Meltzer was also saying you're crazy if you think that that, that wasn't a factor. WWE is going to protect their night. It makes sense. Second, I have to say this. I believe AEW needs to be healthy for the sake of the industry. It yep. needs to have momentum because when those fans become disenchanted, we're in for another wrestling recession and it will be an ugly one. So AEW, I badly want you to do things differently mm. and do them better. You're going to need a better booker. You have the coldest champion anybody who says oh this mjf and adam cole thing is great it is terrible Terrible. especially when he's got a broken foot and you can't get anywhere with a payoff on this you've got mjf worrying about being the roh tag team champion at the same time he should be focused on being the company's heavyweight champion and jay white isn't translating to anything important and mjf totally backed down on him on either collision or (sighs) dynamite and like MJ, Jay White stole the belt and MJF just backs down and just walks away kind of pouting. I'm like, that's not what MJF's all about. No. Like and it's just, who's the heel? <sighs> Jay White's the heel? Jay White's the heel. So MJF has turned babyface. I guess. And no wonder yeah. he's cold as ice. He's being miscast. 
Where is Kenny Omega? (laughs) What are they doing with Kenny Omega? He's in a thing with the Don Callis family. Oh, and Don is supposed to be old. Don's the best heel. How come no one cares about his segments? I know. Nobody is drawing numbers in this company. Powerhouse Hobbs, though, and Sammy Guevara. Isn't Powerhouse Hobbs? Didn't he destroy Jericho? Yep. Clean? Yep. So we're now making sure Jericho is de-elevated too? (laughs) Who is going to draw TV numbers? John Moxley. Oh, God. <laughs> this is the worst booked. This I, I have seen this coming. This is WCW 1999, like a runaway train in yeah, 2000. Right. It is going bad. Hiring the aging stars while WWE is getting the Jay Cargills, the Brian Pillman Juniors, who they've already done more on with one promo yeah then they have in all his his entire run in all elite so you're gonna get an aging star like adam copeland the first thing he had to do was something that fans would go this is interesting yeah him and christian have been together for 25 years what was going to be interesting about this two 50 year old guys in the ring you don't want to see that christian's been good oh he's been outstanding his promos are good never been better but he him doing it with edge is not going to be the best use of christian even no Putting him in in with Ricky Starks right now to act like this, or put him in there with uh, Wardlow right now to Wardlow's haircut is the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> They're trying to rehabilitate. Shave him. your head. This short haircut looks ridiculous. <laughs> you had this long hair and you look like an assassin. You come back and you look like a banker who's just going to the gym and taking lots of steroids. Maybe he was talking to Adam Knight. Adam Knight used to be bad for getting a bad haircut when you were just starting to get momentum on him. I need AEW to be better. Yes. Impact's doing their part. Billy Corgan's out there bragging. He's got a network. Top 20 network's going to carry NWA. And the NWA's adding affiliates, going back to the affiliate program. I, You know what I thought? Does about, anybody here join the NWA? Uh, that was what I was going to say. <laughs> if I was NWA, I would want Danny Duggan. I would want the CWE to be my NWA Canadian. And here's what I would say. Because they are a touring brand. That's a good good, Giving you the tag team titles. Make sure that people know that NWA is a big deal in every one of the markets you run. Simple. EC3 and Shane Madison in the ring, one-on-one? Exactly. What a match that would be. Uh, And I'm even going to pay the NWA champion to go to your three major markets that you run on your tour to defend the title. That's a great idea. That's what I would do if I was the NWA. They won't. And if I was Danny, it would be beneficial because it adds credibility to his touring model. Should he reach out to them? They should be reaching out to Danny. Billy Corgan actually needs Danny more than Danny needs the NWA. Billy Corgan has the deal right now with Ohio Valley. He's got the deal with ECW. So Ohio Valley is a NWA They're doing something together because EC3 is there. EC3's company in Cleveland's a part of this. But if I'm Billy Corgan and I don't think, hey, that Canadian audience watching my YouTube show could lead to some revenue... Mm -hmm. I, you can't be helped. You that's are a, good, a distant a fourth place. Um, but for, for NWA, going back to affiliates is good as long as you're going to use that to feed talent because what you're using as your main brand right now is nothing better than the best of the best in all the territories. Yeah, they don't even have a pulse right now, the NWA. Well, he claims he's got TV it's got, starting in 2024. His content has gotten so rough to watch. Like he's, he's trying so hard to be part of the cool kids. Yeah. And it's really, he's not... He's not dancing with the one who brought him. Yeah. How about Carlito coming back? On WWE? Yeah. Looks great. Been talked about for a long time. Yep. So obviously between the time they said, okay, we're going to bring you back and him debuting, he really focused on getting into conditioning. But he was always 
in pretty good shape. Like when he and did he's a got cameo, so much charisma that I think he is a big a, a big player for them, or could be a good player for them. Uh, everything that WWE is touching right now oh, is a hit. So good. Every last one of the things that they do. Carlito left me the funniest voicemail years ago. When I got Danny one brought, too. When he called me a stooge and all this yeah, stuff. I got, Did you get the same one? Oh, I wish I still had that. It I was can't so remember funny. what he said, but he was like, was, I'm calling because I'm hoping you're going to come back to promoting. <laughs> a good promoter like you needs to be doing things. I plan to work for you if you do it. And I knew that they were all yeah. together drinking and, yeah. and they were doing what they used to do and just hand out the number and yeah. two in the morning call. He was calling me a stooge and all <laughs> this. I can't remember what it, it was. so funny. I wish I had it. I had it for months and months, but it's long gone. But uh, And then how about your buddy? CM Punk apparently turned not, down by WWE. Not surprising for me. I said that a long time ago. They will not disrupt that locker room. I, However... Is there still some meat on the bone? I believe there is. But oh, he could be a difference maker in all the companies. But again, at the risk of disrupting that locker room, I don't think... Do they need him? No, they don't need him. They're no, on fire they right don't now. need him, but All Elite could use him, and the and or Impact could definitely use him. I hope Adam Copeland's being careful because the last guys who were buddies with FTR didn't work out so well for him so down there. If I was... If I was uh, what does if, Punk do now? Well, first, if I was Tony Khan, I'm looking at it going, okay, we can't go there again, can we? I'd be, I'd be, I would be talking to, you know what I would do? I would call a a talent meeting and say, I don't know if you've seen the numbers, (laughs) but they ain't good. Yeah. Maybe we need, if we're not going to bring CM Punk back, I need to hear from you what we're going to do to get the numbers back. I'm seeing conflicting things though, because you, you linked me to a a Fightful article about how WWE doesn't want him back. I also saw a Fightful article saying, WWE would take him back, but he has to make good with Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, who absolutely no chance, did, absolutely despise him. He has no so, chance of making good with either one of those guys because Roman Reigns is the most powerful guy in the company. Yeah, the only way that Roman Reigns could be influenced to do it is would be if Paul Heyman blessed it. I believe Paul Heyman has a lot of influence on that, and Seth Rollins probably just doesn't need to waste his time with this guy. Those guys have built W. Those two are two of the guys that have built WWE into being red hot. They aren't going to do business with somebody who's just trying to get in with their crowd. Yeah. It's, they don't need to do it. Yeah. But I will say, and survivor series are not in Chicago. I will say the WWE guys are way more professional the AEW guys are way, like, they're babies, basically. They're a bunch of sucks. Led by a bad leader. That's yeah, so what it is. I think the WWE, if there was money to be made, I think they would be open it's to it. It's a different world now. Something yeah. that we didn't talk about. Vince is out of creative. I hear this every yeah. year. Every year we hear yeah. Triple H is solely in charge <laughs> yeah. of creative. It's like the press release you hear once a year. JD McDonough's back on TV, so he must be back in creative. Yeah, but apparently, no one Endeavor loves means. Triple H. And has given him full reign. And probably, I think there is a day where Vince McMahon is going to be retired by Endeavor because there's just too much heat on the guy. And it's not, it isn't dead. It's not front of, it's not front of mind right now. But I think that thing that he had to pay out and why he had to retire from the old structure is still there. And I think he's going to be a casualty. I don't think Vince McMahon is involved after WrestleMania. Mm. And, you know, like he, probably deserves it. A lot of the maneuvering he did in the last two years has been Vince trying to preserve Vince and not necessarily thinking what's best for his company. Anything else? Finally. Finally. This needs to be mentioned. Oh, yes. We had a inductee into the Border City Wrestling Hall of Fame. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Good friend of the show, Jeff Cavanaugh, a.k.a. Scotty Libido. 
The guy who trained you. Yep. He was I one s- of the two. I said this. Every independent wrestling company needs a self, uh, uh, non-selfish, an unselfish yep. person who's going to be the hardest worker, who's going to be relentless, who's always going to have the best interest of the company in mind. And that was Jeff Cavanaugh for um, Border City. Yep. And if every company- and impact. Yeah. If every company had one of those guys or two or three- wrestling would be far healthier. And that's why he deserves to go into not only the border city wrestling hall of fame, but if there was a Canadian wrestling hall of fame, you'd have to consider a guy like that in a builder. department. He's also one of those guys that he said to me a long time ago, he goes in my 30th year in this business, if I don't have, if I'm not making a living in it, I'm out. Is this his 30th year? It is. And he's, but he's making a living, he's making a living in it. So I will say, uh, Jeff Cavanaugh, Scotty libido, whatever you want to call him. Honestly, one, of if not the smartest guy I've ever encountered in this business, the best guy, um, the one of the best minds yep. for the business. Um, people don't understand the sacrifices this guy has made. Like when I lived in Windsor to get trained in the late nineties, it you know I won't go into the whole story, but this guy opened up his house to me, let me live in his house because he realized the situation I was in was pretty. Dire. Bleak. Yeah. He trained me, him and Professor Maxwell trained me, took care of me, gave me great guidance, great advice. I keep in regular contact with him. And to see Scott honor him at the Border City Without Wrestling. Without telling him in advance. Without, he had no idea. And it's one of those things, yeah, Hall of Fame, okay, it's a work. But this is something that really meant a lot to him. And I know Scott's been really, t- really tough on Jeff throughout the years. That's just how Scott is. But to see Scott really acknowledge Jeff, and I know how much that meant to Jeff, um, I just wanted to put that out there that I really appreciate everything he's done for me. I'm very grateful to have come across him. I owe him just about everything, and uh, I'm very happy for him. Well said. And on that note, it's time for the mailbag. And to celebrate the mailbag's first ever audio question, we have the Palomino gift cards that Scotty has gotten for us, Scotty Townsend. And the last one, the oh. second last one, we have two left. Oh, okay, two more. And what is it? It's a $50 gift card. You can drink for $50 for free. Yep. And it's, you got the card. You tell us what it is. At the world famous Palomino Club, you will get a $50 Bar tab plus two passes. Each pass is good for yourself and a guest. So four people through the VIP entrance plus a $50 bar tab courtesy of the world-famous Palomino Club. Scotty Townsend, loyal listener. Go and see him for just one drink. It's never just one. Believe me, I'm always hung over after I see Scotty. <laughs> it's, a, it's a rough Sunday morning. Just ask Adam West. We're usually selling. And there you go. There you go. And the winner this week, because he did the first ever audio question on the show, is Chance Donovan. And Chance, what did you have to ask us? Jealousy is something that Chance Donovan has had to deal with his entire life. I guarantee that Chance Donovan will win. Haha, <laughs> just kidding, guys. Anyways, my question is for Mike Davidson. My question is Has anybody ever brought someone in? Or you paid for a booking for a certain wrestler and they lived not up to your expectations. In fact, 
you wish that you didn't book them for the job and wish you would have saved your money for somebody else. Let me know. Love the show, boys. <laughs> I love it, Chance That's, Donovan, with a great question. That sounds familiar. I, uh, yeah, I think he was imitating you. Dude, <laughs> or dude. That's how I imitate you. Um, oh, God, let's go with a list. Oh, Brutus Beefcake. Did, I wasn't exactly satisfied with him. Why, are you just mad because he gave you a crummy haircut? And he had a beard. He looked more like <laughs> Kenny Rogers than the Brutus we all remembered. Um, the biggest one I know of is Samoa Joe refusing to put over Kenny Omega. But you didn't bring him in. No, but it doesn't have to be me. Yeah. Do I know? Oh, okay. Um, that would be the biggest one in local history. What are some other ones, do you think? <sighs> Rikishi make. Pushing, Rikishi when he tried to Yeah, when he you. hijacked it and he brought in Orlando Jordan that was kind of wah, underwhelming. Yeah. And uh, John Heidenreich was okay. Uh, his brother, the Tonga kid, who looked like Umaga, which was weird. Um, that was a pretty weird time. And in, in that was in two, that was the infamous convention center show, which a lot of people want us to do a deep dive on that. Yeah. Um, how about, uh, what's his name from the, uh, from the, um, Gangrel's group? What's his name? Black Pearl. He actually, no, no, not Black Pearl, the vampire guy. Yeah. Black Pearl. No, no. I forget his name. The guy who didn't take direction. Remember that guy? What's his oh. name? He was Mordecai. Oh, Kevin Thorne. Kevin, Kevin Thorne, Thorne, remember? Kevin like, Thorne added him. something to WFX. He he was okay. What a headache, though. Eh? Um, I'm trying to think of, like, ones... Teddy Hart? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Teddy like, Hart. When you book so many names, you're going to have the ones where you're like, Ugh. never again. I wanted to pull my hair out. Um, and and it happened a lot. It happened a fair bit. But, like, let me tell you the ones that I was so proud to ever... Every time I did business, Buff Bagwell and... Eddie Bush, Guerrero? Eddie Guerrero, Bushwhacker Luke, Gangrel, um, Charlie Haas, Billy Gunn, for the most part, uh, Bob Hawley. Yep. There's more positives than negatives, but there are so many. <laughs> if I had to say the worst of them all... Worst uh, experience. Worst experience. Uh, Brutus Beefcake. You're just mad because he gave you a crummy haircut. Yeah. I thought you looked good. Who else? Who who would you say was one of the worst? I, I don't know. I don't, I didn't really, you know who I, I would say now that I'm thinking about it, we talked about this several episodes ago. I will say Big Vito. Oh yeah. It wasn't he for me. But... Completely shit can Paul R.C. Yeah. Ruined did his, nothing to Ruined help. his career. Ruined his, yeah. ruined him completely. How you approach it is how you're, is going to be the end result. If you can go to a person and have a talk with them and introduce the idea. You don't just walk up and say you're putting that guy over. Austin Aries would be another one. He was a bit of a keys. He was a bit of a keys. He yep. lived up to his reputation. Yep. But you always try to go and have a conversation and break the ice. And sometimes it's hard to break the ice. Once you break the ice, you can possibly get them to do what you need them to do. And when they say no, don't push. Okay, no problem. Let's let's do something, something else. I actually had a pretty good experience with uh, Austin Aries. Uh, really? when, when Steel Town brought him in, he was pretty okay. Really? Yeah, took him. Took him. He had to get special vegan eats and whatnot. So I had to take him to find somewhere to get vegan food in Selkirk, but seemed okay. He's, I think he's just, it's just kind of how he is. Like his, his general demeanor. It's almost like petting the cat the wrong way. The way he delivers what he wants to say is. Yeah. That's why he's not working nowhere. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, but I I guarantee you he's okay because 
I'm willing to bet he wasn't doing a job. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. There he was go. not. And Zach had the second question. Yes, he did. Zach had the second question. Exactly how important is was Paul Heyman to the industry? Great now, question. Let me say this about Zach. If you've seen the write-ups he did from Cloud Nine, and then he did one from the WPW Rumble at the Burt. Yep. Thank you. You are a bejeezer for doing that, writing those comprehensive uh, reviews. Paul yep. Heyman is more important to the business today than he's ever been because he proves that male managers still work, especially done that well. He is the guy that absolutely makes Roman better. He was very important during ECW. He was very important as a booker for SmackDown when they outperformed Raw. He is probably 10 times more important now for what he does just as a character. He is one of those guys who is iconic for what he can do for an angle. Yeah, no, I mean, you can't say anything other than that. You know, ECW very influential what he's done with Roman. I mean, that's the reason why WWE is number one, Roman Reigns, uh, the bloodline, that whole angle and the spinoff from all that. He's able to just kind of take something and look at the guys who've gotten that rub from that bloodline angle. Right. I mean, he's, he did it with Brock. He's done it with CM Punk when he was in WWE. Uh, Paul Heyman is a mad scientist and he is a genius and we're very lucky to still have him around. There we have it. All right. If you want to get your questions on the mailbag, you can always do so by Send a voice clip. Voice clips are awesome. You can do that via Facebook. You can do a voice clip via our email, totalbeeshees at gmail.com, Instagram. And we are not on threads. We are not on threads. I repeat, we are not on threads. Are we on X? We are. Are we on? Yes, we are on X. I keep forgetting X is Twitter. Yes, or we are on Twitter. Or as Eric Bischoff calls it, Twix. We're on, yes, we are on Twix. <laughs> I want to hear what's happening in the event center. This is your Bishi's Wrestling Event Center. We start in British Columbia. Friday, October 20th, WrestleCore is in Vancouver. Friday, October 20th, 365 Pro Wrestling is in Victoria. Friday, October 20th, Vancouver Island Pro Wrestling is in Port Alberni. Saturday, October 21st, Big West Wrestling is in Texada Island. Saturday, October 21st, Vancouver Island Pro Wrestling is in Duncan. And Sunday, October 22nd, Big West Wrestling is in Powell River. We shift to Alberta. Thursday, October 19th, Can-Am Wrestling is in Redwater. Friday, October 20th, Real Canadian Wrestling is in Lloydminster. Friday, October 20th, Top Talent is in Edmonton. Friday, October 20th, Can-Am Wrestling is in Ennisfail. Saturday, October 21st, Real Canadian Wrestling is in Calgary. And finally, Saturday, October 21st, Can-Am Wrestling is in Kensington. Over in Saskatchewan, Saturday, October 21st, Prairie Pro Wrestling is in Saskatoon. And we round out in Manitoba, Friday, October 20th, Primo's Wrestling is in the Broken Head First Nation. And that has been your BC's Wrestling Event Center. 14 events in the event center. Wow. A Primo's event. Primo's, yes. Maybe you should Brawl make your... Brawl in Broken Head, or what is it? Maybe you should make your yes. debut. Uh, no, they have not tried to book me, and I am not interested in should, being there. We should could we, sponsor him. Should we attempt to maybe sponsor another Primo's wrestler, or is that ship sailed? We should try that, but I think that that ship has sailed. Maybe it's just not Adam Knight. Maybe Kevin O'Dolly. Or... I don't think he's working for them anymore. No? No. Is there any... Who's... Maybe because it's Tyler James. Abrams. That's their best wrestler on their show by the way did you see that promo with tyler james and moses luke did it was no bad. It was, i think i missed it, it send was, it to me it was bad okay yeah um what i will say is uh another good week we talked a lot about our friends at wpw and we should because 
hey, you put a thousand yep. people in, you draw a thirty thousand dollar gate. Congratulations to them. Congratulations to CWE that's getting ready for rum uh, for their Rumble to remember. I'm gonna win it. Ultimo Dragon, Shane Madison's big return, and Primos. Good luck to you. 2024 can be the best year of your life. You just have to make it happen.